When you play pretend, you don't have to be real. Some bears live circus lives, but this bear, he's singing with the housewives. Hello! I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And, and welcome to the Real House Bears. Motherfucking piece of shit garbage whore podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's a very special guest right there. I mean, for the 100th episode. Who else do we get? For 100th episode, that's a great podcast. Start, very much. That's a great podcast. Well, you might have heard that voice maybe a few times before. We are here in the, the one and only Beauty Lab and Laser. Uh, BLNL. With Drether Hardenwood. Heather Gay, Dre Robinson, the ladies of Live Love Lab. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. Heather Yay. and Dre here. <laughs> you know, I don't ever miss an episode of Live Love Lab, and I always get so excited to see how you're going to start off the episode every week because you're like, this week we're going to come up with a new start to I our know. Podcast. Heather, remember when you were going to come up with a new intro by yeah. episode 69? That was my typical <laughs> over-promise, under-deliver. <laughs> and I get anxiety every time we do our opener. And I always try to make eye, con- eye contact with you in order to like communicate so we don't have to like cut. Uh-huh. But I get nervous because it never feels to flow. Well, I mean, I think that your listeners are just kind of like, that's what we expect now. Yeah. <laughs> they like that knife's edge of uncomfortability. Yeah, what are they going to do today? Yeah. Yes. Are they going to say hello? Will Heather mess it up? Yeah. <laughs> right. So let's tell everyone how we all became Drether Hardenwood. It's the story for the ages. Yes. Yeah, so when we started our podcast in November of 2020... Two years ago. Can you believe it's only been two years? That's like a crazy. lifetime. I know. I know. Three seasons in two years. It's a lot going on. That's right. Yeah. So oh. you get no recovery time. None. <laughs> so Hunter it's age 30. somehow, well, actually had a friend who got us all of the housewives email addresses. And so once we started our podcast, we emailed every single one of your castmates. And you're the only one that responded. Well, actually, <laughs> Meredith responded and turned us down. And um, then I think Whitney sent us a message saying that she That was much it. later. That when was I told her to do it, later. probably, because she's my mouthpiece. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you Whitney, for... Whitney, you must do this podcast. <laughs> well, I have evil that. intentions. Thank do the podcast. <laughs> so we got nervous as hell and drove to Beauty Lab and Laser to meet Heather and Dre, but it was one of the most fun, easiest, way easier than we ever would have been planned. Oh, it was yeah. totally easy. It yeah. was like, oh, we're already friends. We were yeah. like, yeah. weren't we like best friends within like two minutes? Yeah, yes, for real. Um, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the whiskey, but not. The <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Wait, how long did? Oh, about fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes till we were best friends. <laughs> and uh, that was so much fun. And then you all invited us to the season one finale party that was like the following weekend mm-hmm. and we're like we went and bought new outfits Ooh, I remember the outfits uh-huh. let's talk a little bit about the outfits well Hunter I had that gold outfit with the mask that um, just, outfit or panties gold panties <laughs> <laughs> on this bear it was a sight to see it was gorgeous yeah. everything was gorgeous that night and then it just kind of never stopped. It went to karaoke. Mm-hmm. Karaoke at the Highlander. Yep. Yes. Yep. Then, and then and we podcasted together 
on Live Love Lab. Well, we had to do it twice because the <laughs> first yeah. one didn't take. Didn't record correctly. Thank God. We were so excited. You were like so disappointed that it didn't record. And we were like, yes. So worried to tell us. <laughs> that means we have to go back and hang out with them again. Because it's kind of effortless and so fun, you know? Yeah, I absolutely. Know. We always get so excited to hang out with you because there's just never shortage of things to talk about when we get together. Totally. Never a shortage of laughs. Or a shortage of tears. <laughs> we get it all. Well, I mean, we have to talk about like the cherry on top, which is um, bringing you into season three of The Real Housewives, right? I mean, making you a pop culture icon overnight. <laughs> it sure did. Within those first like three minutes, you had him and him and him following you. Oh, <laughs> best line of the entire season. Oh, him oh my, and him and him. The, other than I do, it's the most important thing I've ever said. You know, I mean, it, it's been, I mean, I just, I just wake up every day so grateful for both of you. You just really accepted us into your lives. And I mean, we've been to concerts together and performances together. I know your kids. Amy Grant. And it's just so exciting to have friends that are fun to be around, great to look at, and just improve uh, we, you know, we always leave like there was just so many great things to talk about. We always learn something new and we always see something new when we get to hang out with you all. So Aww. it's just really exciting that you have welcomed us and become part of our family. Well, unfortunately, Heather's been too busy this season, but we've been, me, Dre, and Paul, and Corey have been doing beer runs and stuff on the weekend. Yeah. And some pool parties. Yeah, at your we, mom's did the, house. we did the uh, beer fest mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, you guys came to my mom's yeah. 70th birthday. I mean, I feel <laughs> like I spent the summer at your mom's house. I know. Her pool boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what better place to... You know what? The picture that I posted of me and Hunter and our Speedos with your mom is one of my most looked at images on my Instagram. <laughs> Lorraine, <laughs> rock star art. Yes. Rock star art. Rock star art for mm-hmm. sure. And that's, she's the one who did our painting of Kylie in the hallway. I know. She's mm-hmm. so talented. She's mm-hmm. so she's talented. Cool, what, cool what is your lady. Lorraine's Instagram? Rockstar Art. Rock, check mm-hmm. out Lorraine's art. She's yeah. Yeah. really, she's really talented. Such a talented lady. Also known as Dre's mom. <laughs> and, or nice. our Nana. <laughs> our Nana. Our Nana. And Nana is in the choir. Nana yes. is and, a staple in the choir. Yep. Yes, and then we started a choir together. Which, well, we had a night of show tunes around my piano. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you even realized this. Like, that was a big night because that was also the night that Jen Shaw disappeared from the weird Uber. Oh, yeah, it was. Which was a yeah. big storyline. That was that, was, that, that, that you, made season two storyline. Yeah, that was yeah. the night you introduced us to Jen and then left us. Left with you her. with Jen. Yes. Oh, remember <laughs> I had to get I home and I didn't have my ID, so I oh, couldn't yeah. go. Well, it was supposed to be a big oh. group thing. And yeah. Jen talked the entire time, which was so nice because we just sat there in awe. In awe. Her. Yeah, and, and she laughed your so butts pissed off, about Lisa of doing yeah. that uh, uh, fresh wolf party yeah, and not inviting her. Oh, that she had just found out that night. She'd come over. Was that the night she brought me all the sex Sex toys? toys? Okay, yes. (laughs) She'd been at my house, and we had like had dinner and sex toys, and then uh, met up with them at the Hog Swallow. Yes, and then we ended up leaving with some of your sex sex accoutrement. Yeah, because I had no need. (laughs) I was like, when am I going to use this? What what part of abstinence do these play? (laughs) Well, we've enjoyed the 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 sheets. Oh (laughs) my, the sheets. You know, that would bring Jen so much joy to know that you guys are using those <laughs> sheets. Because when we just moved, I found the, or my children found the uh, candy necklace handcuffs oh and my. G-string. And I thought, 
not only like did my daughter see this, but like the movers. <laughs> At least they were in sealed packages, but Jen Shaw, I should have been like, Jen gave those to me. I'm sure she wants them to be used, you know? Well, and everyone's like, we hear that all the time. Yeah. We're doing our best. We're doing it our was best. a gift. It was a gift. <laughs> it's not mine. My friend left it here. <laughs> <laughs> so you two are some of the busiest women in the world. You're opening up a new location. You've got a book coming out any day now. Any day now, February 7th. February 7th. Are you excited and terrified all at the same time? All at the same time. I mean, I'm mostly excited to have, it's like birthing a baby, you know, like I've recorded the audiobook. We've gotten all of our reviews back from the trades and it's been, I'm three for three on um, great reviews. So that's, Kirkus gave us, a, said it was the must read playbook for apostates. Uh-huh. Handbook. Handbook, Handbook. for apostates. Handbook yeah. for apostates. Um, Booklist said it's going to be a high demand, like, what did, I mean, I can pull them all and, up I mean, right we, now. We've gotten great reviews. So there's a lot of buzz around it. And so I just now want it to hit the shelves and have people read it. And then yeah. I'm also terrified of the reaction for um, the people that do read it. Right. Publishers Weekly called it a spicy debut. <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs> and um, I mean, it's just everybody loves it. We she writes with self-deprecating it. humor. Real Housewives disciples will relish these unfiltered revelations. Oh, that is so exciting. Well, we know how much heart and effort you put into this book and rewrites and make it into yeah. your own voice and making it come out the way you need it to be. So we're really excited to hear your voice come out through the book. You're going to love it. I can't wait. We need to have like a Sunday night excerpt reading from you. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Story time. Can we, all, can we all just like get in your bed in our pajamas? And <laughs> yes. That's exactly what Heather wants. I, I, mean, I can't exactly think of anything I'd enjoy more. <laughs> I would enjoy that myself. <laughs> No, I've heard that recording an audiobook is tough. I've heard that it's like painstaking. Not, not for this one. Not, not for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it, was it was like the joy of her life. Was, I've never seen her happier. Yeah, I was on time. I mean, I literally, I was beating Dre there every morning. With like a coffee for me in hand. And like full wow. lipstick, yeah. hair, pearls, yeah. everything. It was, I was like asked, I like pitched myself to be like a reader. Like, do you have books on hand that you need recorded? Just, it was like the most I loved it. We had four extra days of studio time because I got through it so quickly. That is crazy. Wow. Yeah, the producer said her only complaint was that she'd enjoyed it so much and it went too quickly. Oh. And then the audio engineer's complaint was that we had four days that we had to get refunded. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. Because I just opened it up and read it, and it, she said that it's... Um, well, I had written it, so it was easy. They were already my words, and it was already in my voice, so that made it really... Uh, easy but she said you could also tell you lived it and you loved it and I think that's why making the audiobook was like effortless that's incredible that's incredible it was cool so how's um opening up location number two feeling these days Ooh. that's getting oh mama that's getting close <laughs> it's it is getting close it is getting close and it's exciting um and I I think Heather and I are both quickly realizing how how many things go into like opening a second location things that like you don't really consider like hooking up the power, like moving the power over into your name. Um, little tiny details like someone came over the other day, our contractor came over the other day and um, asked about like what kind of drawer closes we wanted. Like, of course, I, we did soft. Yeah, like you soft know? clothes, yeah. But like just... I, I was like, that's a thing. I didn't know yeah. that we had to decide on stuff like that. It just, I don't know. Like, oh, there's a lot. And 
um, you know, just getting the schedule together for the second location, how that, like, we just figured out, like, how we're going to do the phones and what our new phone number is going to be and how we kind of just make that work. It's just a lot of things to consider. We have to order furniture, too. Oh, we do? Like, okay. this week. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because I think when we, we were just excited, basically, to accommodate our customers, and we just kept thinking it's, like, we're, you know, the, we're a family, we're a clique, and your friend group just doubled. You know, now you have two locations where you can get anything you want. You know, you can go whenever, wherever, whatever works best for you. You know, you're not relegated to one place or the other. And we're just focusing on that celebration, not on the, like, you know. The drawer clothes. Yeah, the nuts and bolts yeah. have the drawer pulls and the counter height and the countertops. Well, and-, and it's funny, too, because this is really the first time we've done this. Like, we've have, we opened this location. Obviously, everybody saw it um, during season one. However, it was just a move. Like we already right. had all the furniture, we already had all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. We had an existing practice that we just transported over here into a bigger, better space. Um, but this is a very different experience having to like do the replicate. foundation, yeah, and yeah, everything and work between. with the design team and the contractors yeah. and have mm-hmm. it be all and finding out what we had done wrong and mm-hmm. what we could improve on. And so it's been. It's been a whole process. It's yeah. going to be all sparkly and new, though. It's going to be yeah. so I know. It's going to be fun. But it will never be the Beauty Lab and Laser parking lot. I no. know. I know. <laughs> you know, you feel the presence when you get into the parking lot. It's a real thing. Like, um, I had some friends come from South Carolina for my birthday, and on our way to the lower part of the state, we had to stop at Beauty Lab because we actually had a Sprinter van. <laughs> oh, my God. And we had to get a... You guys were... It was we, like, Sunday. parked it yeah. in the same location. We oh, my pictures. gosh. That's it's, fabulous. But you feel like the ghost of Jen Yeah. NYPD. <laughs> Are they strippers? Yeah. yeah. We should just grab uh, grab uh, some gravel outside and start selling it. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. like this this is a piece of asphalt from the Beauty Lab and Laser parking lot. The holy land. Yeah. It is it is pretty fun um to sit at the front desk, which we don't often do, but every time we do it's wild to see how many people just stop in the parking lot and take a picture and then drive off. Yeah, yeah. It's, they said there's a Yelp review out for us that we are considered like a landmark, a yeah. must-see. That oh is my gosh. awesome. Yeah, soon the state is going to recognize you as a landmark. Yeah, I mean, right? I totally 100% get it, and I wish we had a way to facilitate more people coming in and more merch and stuff, because I remember like going to... Um, the La Blanca, you oh, know, yeah. or yeah. going to, where's that place that Jeff Lewis always got tacos with his team? You know, like, oh, I love Jeff that, Lewis. yeah, that sh- on flip, flipping out, know you know, that Mexican about. restaurant, yes. like, then it was under construction when I went to Los Angeles and I was devastated, you know, just right, little, yeah. little, you have to go to those, yeah, places. little touch points that, you know, connect you to reality TV that make it so much more yeah. personable, you know, and Beauty Lab definitely found its place in that. And I wish it wasn't like come in and we'll and spend seven thousand dollars getting your face injected. (laughs) (laughs) So people think that you just made up a choir for TV. They do. (laughs) Is that the word on the street? I get that all the time. Why would I? I, Why would I do that for stupid TV? TV doesn't even like us back. (laughs) I know. So I mean, I'm constantly telling people, I'm like, y'all, we've been talking about this choir. Pretty much since we've known each other. Yeah. Oh, like not even just for TV, but like we thought of it for TV. Yes. Oh. Like they literally thought season three started, so Heather thought, what is my story going to be this season? <laughs> oh, I'm going to start a choir. 
That's not going to go anywhere. I'm... People thought that the choir wasn't going to go anywhere. It's just for that episode. Oh my gosh. That's like so... So what do you say to them? I mean, I just say that we've been talking about this choir as long as we've known each other. And that I thought you were pretty clear on the show about why we started this choir. Yeah, I said we were... You and I were singing at the piano. And I remembered... We both... Didn't I tear up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I no mean, we all... more talk of darkness. Yes. Forget those wide-eyed fears. Yeah, so it's been, it's, but you know, I have learned through this process that people don't really believe that reality TV is real. They don't. I mean, it they at think all. you're a trained actor with a sad yeah, card. They feel yeah. like they give you a script and you, they put you in room, and all the fights are semi-fake and everything. So right here, you're hearing it. The choir is real. The choir is real, and it's better than real. It's transformative. It is. You know, there are some Tuesday evenings where I'm tired. I've had a long day, and I'm like. And I'm sure, Dre, since you host the rehearsals at your home, you probably feel the same way. You're like, do I really have the energy for this tonight? And then we get there, and it just changed. I mean, you all have you all have brought music back into my life. You've changed my life in so many ways. And it really, nothing charges your soul than singing and sharing and being in that community with the people. And we have talented and interesting and likable people in the choir yeah like totally like birds of a feather but Corey, like watching you direct music you would it, it's what you were born to do did you hear us talking about it on the podcast um last week how our body like arches and yeah. like and i i you you have a, a ram sh- i sang soprano for the first time on carol of the bells all i did was watch you i knew when to breathe i knew when to arc i knew when to do everything because mm-hmm. i watched my oh, fearless well, leader you. well thank you mm-hmm. yeah and, that, that one episode where you had every single housewife staring at you paying attention and you're discussing what you're born to do basically was really impressive oh thank yeah, you yeah like thank it's you. hard to get six housewives in a room with 10 cameras to focus be quiet and listen to a man yeah <laughs> that's the power yeah. of your message but that's you know you are a dynamic i mean you're a star for a reason you're this dynamic uh, character yeah. in all of our lives well thank you and all your hard work over the years you deserve it yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yesterday I was at the gym and I was preparing for our next segment, thinking about Christmas songs that I love. And I was thinking about songs that I did with my choir back in the day. So I started, I just turned on their YouTube channel and listened to our old rehearsals or our old performances and just like cried Aww. at the gym for an hour. Oh, <laughs> Papa. That's, it's, that's so what sweet. it does. Yeah. Music yeah. is the one element that you can build to scale you can experience in scale you know oh, i love that and I it's it's a that. it just absolutely binds you like look at our choir how disparate we all are all of our backgrounds mm-hmm. all of our reasons for being there and like we're in the same choir it's it's better than a sorority you and know? it's like it, one of those experiences where like you know to your point of like sometimes it's a tuesday night and you're tired you've had a long day but every single time like what do we always say when everyone leaves we're just like we love, we the, love choir. the choir so, so much like fun. yeah like, you yeah. feel fulfilled you feel rejuvenated emotionally physically spiritually mm-hmm. and that is exactly what i wanted i didn't yeah. want to connect to a screen i didn't want to put my listen to music got me through most all of the traumas in my life but I wanted now I wanted to like experience with like-minded people yeah and I didn't have it anywhere to do it and I feel like what we had that day at the piano together like you can feel when you're at choir right. mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 and I love that we all even the other choir members we all own this 
we're not answering to anyone else. I don't have to answer to a principal. Right. You know, or parents or anything like that. Like, this is ours that we're building together. And that's really exciting. It's really exciting. It's just getting started. We are going to, like, make sure that everyone around the nation and world can have the same experience. Yes. They won't ever have a choir director as talented and as steeped in, you know, music, but you can train them. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, you know how to do dynamic learning across platforms. I do. I certainly do. I certainly do. And there's people all around the United States that... I get messages too just because I know I'm asking how they can be a part of the choir of some form or fashion. The interest and demand to audition has been crazy. So we're going to facilitate like video auditions for locals and then we'll try to head up chapter heads, you know? Mm -hmm. You guys need to do a reality show, get a Sprinter van, get everybody on the bus and travel from city to city and recruit people that are local. It'd be so oh, yeah, Like missionaries. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll be little missionaries for for music. More music missionaries. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that. I do love that. Don't give me an excuse to travel. I love that. True, I love right? that. I just I love the same thing. I love like that. <laughs> you know, completely off the subject, and we'll get to um, our favorite song next, but... Salt Lake City, I get more sound bites from Salt Lake City than any other housewives that we cover. Like, everything that you all say is funny. I'm so, I mean, that's awesome. I'm not well, they always leave a lot of parts where it's silent so we can get the perfect audio bite of it, too. That's mm. the key. Like, there's no music behind it. There's nobody screaming behind it. Everyone just says these little one-line quips, and it's just... <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Last season, I got over 700 sound bites from Salt Lake City. That's a beautiful Whoa. thing. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Everything that you all say is funny and most of the time reusable and um, Can I ask a, a question, a yeah. revealing question? Yeah. Did you make a soundbite of your, I'll have one of him oh, and absolutely. him and him. <laughs> no, the first episode that I got to use my own soundbites in our podcast. Was that a little bit meta? That's so meta. so meta. He actually has like three or four soundbites. Well, let's hear another one. I pretty much recorded let's hear one. all of the ones. That I, I want to hear one. Oh, okay. okay, I can do but that. But like I was saying, like imagine the genius writer that could have said, and what is Easter without a him? I'll have him and him and him. I mean, I'm just so I mean, we. But if there was someone that funny that could write that type of mm-hmm. banter, I would. And that was him. just off the top of his head. Yeah, right? so didn't funny. even have that planned. So good for TV. That's I know. Why we need to have it only took him on. seven or eight takes to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite sound bites is are when we had rehearsal and everyone was coming into the room, and for some reason, I announced everyone who was coming in. I was like, Lisa Barlow, Angie, Angie Hinton, there she is. And like, I, everyone who came, except for Whitney, which I think I actually you did, did. But, the, but they, the, they, they edited cut that out really easily. To give more tension. Yeah, but it's... Um, Meanwhile, Whitney texted me like, what should I wear to choir? Just kidding. <laughs> I know, I was like, did you guys plan that? Matching outfits. She likes to show up to all the events in matching outfits, either Angie Harrington or me. Well, here's the, the good one. My cackle. Yes. Oh I love God. it. The momentum is starting. The momentum, momentum is starting. starting. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much have everything that I've said this season. Let's hear another one. Let's hear another one. I love them all. How about uh, your warm up? Uh, oh my God, that that um, that editing is so funny. When we were when our warm ups were literally the oh. background music for yeah. your fight. So great. It was so good. And that I'm was like, good can we TV. put a pin in this so I can get back to my choir? Thank you. Right. <laughs> That was good. When you hum, you want your lips together, but your teeth apart. Put lots of space in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
we were listening to this one podcast. I think it was Sexy Unique Podcast. And they were humming along with him during the episode. And they were like, he was teaching me how to hum. And that actually reminded me of some old warm-ups. And we actually did it in the next rehearsal that we had. That's so cool. I know. It's like we actually learn and improve every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also love that Heather McDonald said that you got your black eye from my penis. Well, I don't know how she found that out. You just whacked your huge dick right in my eye. Hey, listen. That's not his first time, though, to be honest. With you. Yeah. Well, I thought he was. it was the piece of meat that I was supposed to freeze and then just place on the bruise to make it go away. But I, there were so many different hacks you guys were giving me. Okay. So uh, I brought up the choir so that we could segue into a little game I want to play. But and you didn't think that getting my black eye with your giant dick was a, an appropriate segue? Well, yes. that's a, That can segue into anything. <laughs> true. True, <laughs> okay, true. So when, um, back when Andy Cohen first launched Radio Andy, he had a show on there called My Favorite Song with John Benjamin Hickey. And they just, he had celebrities on the show and they would just talk about different categories of songs. Oh I should have been Andy Cohen in a different life. Right. Maybe you are. This was like, this is like my whole thing. It's uh, It was such a great show. I did not know he had it. that. I miss it so much. But like Sarah Jessica Parker was on and he'd be like, oh. what's your favorite disco song? And then they would play her song and they would talk about her song. It was it was a conversation that I always wanted to be part of. I love it. I'm, do they have back? I bet you they do. Okay, I'm sure well I'm going to ask him to. personally. So he listens I to this anyway. We could so play a little bit of my favorite song today and just throw out some categories of songs and tell me, uh, you know, if you have a little story story about it that would be fun too but let's just start with your and it you know sometimes it's your favorite song today maybe not your favorite song tomorrow you know mm -hmm. but let's start with Christmas today since we're right around the corner tell us your favorite Christmas song um my famous Chris, my favorite Christmas song is I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day oh. written by Longfellow after suffering tragedy upon tragedy upon tragedy Big surprise. I love <laughs> the sad dark. stories. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, he um, was had lost his daughter to fire, lost his wife. He had uh, his son had been mortally, not mortally, but like severely wounded at war. And he didn't have any joy. He was despondent, had no joy, no hope. And then heard the bells on Christmas Day and said, you know, there is no peace on earth, I said. You know, and but then he realized that like there's hope deep down inside and Oh wow. And I can't say the words, I get too emotional. No, I, I love that. That's <laughs> beautiful. I didn't yeah. know that story. No, me either. I love that story. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. I'll check that out. I mean I know the song. Yeah. I just didn't I'll just didn't know the backstory. And I don't know if I knew all the words. So I'll yeah. pay attention. All right, Dre, what about you? Um, mine is so this is Christmas oh, by uh, John Lennon. Oh, good choice. Good yeah. choice. What have you done? I just, you know, I'm a sucker for like a Christmas pop. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love the message. And plus, I feel like John Lennon is a bit of a father figure to me. I would you say. You guys know my mom. Your mom. Yes. Yeah. And so it's always been one of my favorites. I love that. I put mm -hmm. a Paul McCartney song on my list in honor of your mom. Love okay. All right, Hunter, what's yours? Uh, mine would be Carol of the Bell. <gasps> he does. He loves Carol. I, I love that song. I the bells. Christmas. Or um, oh, oh Holy Night by Cartman from South Park. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm all tender. Words, <laughs> so I just love that. That's 
that's good, great. Hunter. Um, it was really hard for me not to use Amy Grant or Madonna for every song. <laughs> <laughs> but my, Typical. Yes. But my favorite Christmas song is actually, uh, it's a choir piece called Baby, What You Gonna Be. <gasps> Do you know that? Yes, is it um, baby lying in a manger? Yes. That is. Remember, I told you about yes, that song the other. You like didn't, you didn't know the title. I yes, yeah. it's called Baby. What you want? Uh, yes, I love that me song. Too. Hey, Christmas love 2023. It. Local that's, vocals. That's what got me listening to my choir doing YouTube yesterday. Sing a little line song. of it, you two. Let's hear it. Oh, it's a really beautiful four. Part it's a yeah. I, so I was in a quartet for a Christmas program one year at my high school, and we did that song, and it. Easily. What's the it, next line after lying uh, in a manger? Baby, lying in a manger, slumbering so sweetly, what, what you will you be? be, what will you da, da, yes. da, da, Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a really beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that you I know. That. I, that's your yeah. favorite. We're doing it next year. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I saw a funny meme. You know how everything's going around about the Nepo babies? Nepo babies? Nepo babies. Like nepotism babies. Like oh. the children of like, and how nepotism is wrong and the Tomsters, who's kind of a social activist, uh-huh, and uh-huh. Uh, ultimate Nepo baby Jesus, like creator <laughs> of the universe, <laughs> savior. Yeah. You know, it was just such, it was such a great That's little meme. so meal. funny. Speaking funny. of baby lying yes. in a manger. I'll send you a link. I would love to, I love it. It sounds really awesome. Beautiful. All right. Well, how about a song? This is my favorite category. A song that makes you think of high school. I was really excited because you all live in a different part of the country, grew up in a different part of the country uh-huh. than I grew up in. He grew up in a different era than I grew up in. So I'm excited to hear about all this. I know. We kind of, yeah, I bet we're going to have a wide variety. Yeah. Or are we all just going to be the same? No. Big mystery. Mine is James Taylor. That might throw Ooh. a curveball into the room. Okay. But, Why? Um, Tell the story. Uh, I We had a very, very tight group of friends, a couple of guys that played guitar and like were big Telluride you know, Mm. music festival guys. And I was on an Indigo Girls singer-songwriter kick. And James Taylor was like the perfect hybrid, I think. And so it was this music that we just listened to over and Mm. over and sang in harmony with our friends. And so like Shed a Little Light. Uh Uh-huh. I love that. Now let us turn our thoughts today to Martin Luther. You know, it's just like... He's such a great songwriter. He's he's great and prolific. and yeah. yeah. So like that, uh, anything by James Taylor immediately takes me right back to high school. In fact, I was on my way to do a confessional for um, Ultimate Girls Trip, and uh, a James Taylor song came uh, on. It was the um, song for Far Away or whatever. I'm paraphrasing right now, but I and I videoed it and took a picture of myself and sent it to my high school friend. That's how much I love that. That's cute. Diane McBride. She doesn't listen to the podcast, but <laughs> she's out there. Shout out, Diane. Shout out to Diane. <laughs> Okay, so I feel like no one's going to know this song, but it's a song called Stranger Than Fiction by Bad Religion. And I, the reason why I chose this, because I mean, obviously, like I grew up in or I went to high school in the age of like Nirvana. So like all grunge, of course, makes me think of high school. But this song in particular, because I had early morning seminary, I grew up in Virginia and this older boy from my ward drove me every morning because I couldn't drive. And he was like kind of like a bad kid, but his parents made him go to early morning seminary every, every morning. And, um, but he listened to punk rock and it was very intimidating and I didn't like him, but one day he was like, Oh, Dre, I'm going to play you this song. I think you're going to like it. And it was stranger than fiction by bad religion. And I loved it. And I was like, Oh shit. 
I like bad music. It's bad religion. Yeah. Are you a bad yeah. Mormon? Yeah, and so I might be a bad Mormon. I didn't know it at the time, but it was like definitely um, like one of my like secret, like I kept it as a secret, And but I ended up getting into the whole catalog of bad religion and all that punk rock, so and I have a deep love for like 1990s punk rock music, the band's Warped Tour, all of that. Vandals. And Huh? Did you listen to the Vandals? Oh, of course, yes. of course. And uh, yeah, so that, if I hear that song, I'm instantly back in that car. It was a minivan, and um, you know, being secretly thrilled about listening to this like bad Mormon music. That is yeah. so mm. funny. Yeah, and I it's just a it. great song. I love it. Yeah, we totally would have hung out in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, I grew up in the early 2000s um, in high school, so if you play any kind of emo or punk, that's reminds uh-huh. me of high school. But I'm going to pick the song that came out my graduating year, and it was Yeah by Usher. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They played yeah, that all the time, yeah. and they played it at yeah. all, every single prom. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, yeah. That's a little hunter at the prom dancing. I know, but yeah. yeah. where were you like it from? I was really nerdy and dorky, but I remember one of the really popular girls came over to dance with me, and I ended up dancing to her to... Um, I like big butts. Oh and my god! I was god. so nervous, like this little white kid just <laughs> trying to dance trying with her. Trying to dance. To, oh <laughs> my god! Super uncomfortable. Super. Um, I, w- I wasn't popular in high school and very shy and mm. have a lot of anxiety. So I was even. I went to my prom with um, one of my church friends, which I knew she was a lesbian. So I was like, Phew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, pressure. no pressure. Yeah. And then I just went to prom with a bunch of my friends and it was a lot of fun. Aww. It was a good time and no pressure of sex at the end. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. That's great. <laughs> that was, sounds a lot like my yeah, prom. I know. I'm all saying there yeah, was same. That was no nothing. pressure. Not even on the <laughs> <Yeah>. radar. <laughs> so I listened to most, mostly Christian music growing up but oh. once I started listening to secular music in high school I thought I would be really cool if I bought a U2 CD. Yeah. Ooh. So I ended up buying the Rattle and Hum soundtrack and I I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Makes me think. Oh, no, that's a good one. It's a, it is a classic. That song will last this, you know, absolutely yeah. all of yeah. time. Yeah. So that's uh, my high school memories. All right. Um, I know that. we're getting low on time, so I'll, I'll just do a few more. Um, I want to know your favorite song about love or heartbreak. And we can go in any order. Do you want me to go, Heather? Sure. Okay. So, um, (laughs) I know. I'm choosing a song about love. And my favorite love song is called My Love For You Is Real. It's by Ryan Adams, which I know we're not supposed to listen to him. He's back. He's back. He got reinstated. Okay, good. I'm no longer canceled. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, he got canceled for a while. I mean, it's a whole thing. But um, but he's a phenomenal songwriter, tortured artist, of course. All messed up people are... You know, somehow geniuses, I guess, when it comes to music writing. And um, yeah, it's just a beautiful song. And I walked down the aisle to it when I got married to Brady. Oh, wow. And, you know, so it, it has been a, like slightly tainted for me because I am divorced now. But I decided actually when I was like making my notes for this, I'm like, you know what? I'm taking it back. And we've talked about this before, like with, you know, some songs that have been so important to us but somehow are shared, tainted. yeah and I thought of um in my life you know yeah. 
and you talk about that in your book. Yeah. And so I'm so we're taking back yeah, our taking songs, back our dude. Songs. Like you know what? we're taking I'm it take back. back. I, we talked about a song that I felt had been tainted. Oh, that's I'm taking right. that back. Take it back. Yeah. It back. We're taking it back. You well, know, I in Goonies, that. when they find the treasure and they say, This isn't ours, these are other people's wishes. And he says, Well, this is my wish and it didn't come true. <laughs> so I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. <laughs> and we're taking our songs back. I'm totally mm-hmm. taking my song back. And I think that's an empowering thing yeah. to flip it. Yeah. I yeah. love thank you for that. Yeah. I love that. Have you figured yours out yet? I mean, the truth is the greatest heartbreak in my life has probably been like um you know, breaking up with the church. And that sounds trite to many, but that was the greatest heartbreak. And I think um, kind of my divorce and that whole process is all combined in the song After All by Dar Williams. Mm. And the first, one of the lines is the first, uh, there's like a little dedication in Bad Mormon that says, the whole truth is like the story of a wave unfurled. And that's a line from After All. And then the final chapter of the book is, I guess life chose me after all. And that feels like oh. that's a line from that same song. Oh, I'm checking that on the way home. It's a great, great mm-hmm. song. I feel like it encapsulates like my whole life. Oh, I love that. I'm going to listen on the way home. All right, Beard. Um, are you going to do um, favorite song from a movie? or No. Okay, are you going to do favorite song from a TV show? We can. <laughs> so I just want to be respectful of your time. Okay, well, I have two songs about love that I have. And one of them is Evermore from Beauty and the Beast. Ooh. I love that song. And then Smash Into You by Beyonce. Oh. I love both of them. They just both melted. I know. <laughs> and I'm thinking Beyonce. No, they're important to both of us. Yeah. Because we travel so much and we're always kind of meeting up with each other at the airports or waiting for one of us to get home from the airport. And plus, he proposed to me at the airport. And that whole song is about her waiting to get home to the person that she loves because it doesn't matter where she is. She just wants to be there with them. And when they finally meet up, she just wants to smash into them Aww. and become one. So that's our love song. That is. I can't listen to it on the air flight or when I'm gone or on flights because I'll just sit emotional. and cry. <laughs> I, you guys are like the two I know, biggest you, softies in the and whole world. And holding hands, can <laughs> we know. point out? They hold hands through the whole so podcast and long. caress. Get a room, bears. <laughs> get a room. Get a bear cave. The other, uh, Corey's been extra lovey-dovey this season and smothering me with love, which is, there could be worse things. I know. When you put that on our group text, I thought, is this, what is he talking <laughs> about? Like, I, I can't get enough of Hunter. Okay, well, we're going to have to put our hands I down during the podcast. Loving him and touching him and hugging him. Just like, we're getting ready for bed, and we're just cuddling, and we're starting a movie, and he said, I love you three times within a five-minute period. I'm like, I, I love you, too. Yeah, you're like, and I you keep saying it, I'm going to stop I'm saying very that. needy. I'm very <laughs> needy. I'm just crazy about him. I can't uh, I love Aww. you, too. Uh, well, you're, it's like you're full of joy. I am. This has been an I amazing am. year for both of us. Amazing, and being on pop culture now and making all your dreams come true memes and <laughs> gifts and all of it dreams Heather McDonald saying you have a giant black eye making dick I mean <laughs> I could have never dreamed that these are not dreams come true I could have never dreamed that big I, I mean I feel you're, we resonate with each other completely because it's absolutely we're on the same path yeah and I, I treasure every minute every moment and it feels surreal like we're casually scheduling a podcast for us four you know what i mean yeah it's just kind of amazing and it we're is. getting off a call with bravo or a call yeah. with them you know just to 
fit it's it amazing. into this life. Such it's it's borrowed life. time. Uh-huh. Yes. And it's your 100th episode. Like, yeah. that is such Happy birthday yeah. to you. Dude, we've been doing Live Love Lab for like four years and we, we, we stopped at 69. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're getting close. You're getting close. We're what getting are we close. at? We're like in it's the like 80s. 79, I think. 79. Yeah. We'll, we'll repurpose this. Yeah. We'll be at 80. Let's just bump <laughs> us up to 80. There you go. There you go. Um, I chose um, Silly Love Songs by Paul McCartney and Wings. And it made me think of your mom yeah. right away. But um, songs about heartbreak. There's a song, uh, there's a musical called The Last Five Years. They made a movie version of it with Anna Kendrick, but she sings a song called I'm Still Hurting. It opens up the number, uh, opens up the whole show and talking about how her boyfriend has left and how he doesn't care anymore and how she's, he's doing great, but I'm still hurting. And that song just rips my heart out every time I hear it. Like, Does I'm, Anna Kendrick sing it in the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got to yeah, watch that. To watch I'm a it. big Anna Kendrick fan. The movie, uh, the musical is her story is their love story, but her story is starting from once it was over, and his story is starting from where they began, and it kind of just oh, like very goes cool, mm-hmm. kind of like sliding doors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that um, that song rips me to shreds every time. I know a lot of breakup songs. I like breakup songs best, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but now that I'm in love, now love songs are... Love. Now you're more in love. I love. <laughs> <laughs> when the last Adele album came out, I remember listening to Live Love Lab and you both talking about how it was ripping your heart out. And, and Hunter, <laughs> we were like, you know what? We just don't identify with heartache. Right? We just got <laughs> sad right now. <laughs> Have you ever been so happy? Can I feel? Am I alive? Am I in here? <laughs> yes. All right, we're running low on time, but yes, I would like to know what your favorite TV theme song is. Well, it was really cool because when I saw the list and I've been thinking about it, um, it immediately came to me, and I was just kind of singing it to myself, and I had this over this wave of emotion because, um, well, it's Cheers. Some, sometimes oh. you want to go where everybody knows your name. Bum, bum, bum. And they're always Did you know that, you that has a second verse? Um, Woke out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead, the morning's looking bright, and my shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And my husband wants to be a girl. Aren't you glad there's a place in the world where everybody knows your name? That's the second verse. I used wow. to have the choral arrangement of it, oddly. Well, we're singing it. We need that choral arrangement, and we need licensing for it for the choir, because as I was singing, I was like, well, I wonder why as a kid that resonated with me so much, more than Growing Pains or Family Ties. Sure, they all have uh-huh. great theme songs. I mean, I grew up in the era of great theme oh, songs, yeah. and I realized that it is that sense of community and that sense of like, and I realized that housewives and pop culture and social media gives you that connection. Like you can go somewhere and everybody knows your name. Yeah. And everybody Hunter, in that room knows at your Hunter name. Harden. At Hunter <laughs> Harden. <laughs> at Super Bear in Utah. And it's like you. That's why BravoCon was so magical uh-huh. because everyone there knew each knew had the same commonality mm-hmm. and it was an immediate community from all over the world. And I think that's what that song embodies. I love that. That's great. That is cool. Yes. It's Would connection. What's your mm-hmm. favorite theme song, um, I think that mine is Come and knock on our door Come and knock on our door <laughs> We're waiting for you yeah. And not but even that I love that show that much I was not allowed to watch that show And um, But I, but the song is just catchy AF And yeah. it just And I like You hear it And I see Like Janet and Jack And 
what, what was the girl's Chrissy. name? Chrissy. Chrissy. Yeah. Chrissy. Like I see them like in, in their skates and Janet yeah. with her like little blue like and Jack toppling over. Yeah, totally. And Mr. Roper. It's just so great. It's and very nostalgic. Someone knocks you probably Yes. Yeah. So it's just a, it gives me all the feels and it's nostalgic yes, to me. I love that. So. That's I think awesome. it's just so catchy. <laughs> What's um, I never watched the show, but uh, Different Strokes. Different Strokes yeah. to Rule the World. Yeah. Yeah. I just like that song. Um, <laughs> how does it start? It's like, oh, you take the good, you take no, the bad, you take them both in there, you have... That's going to be mine. Buzzkill, sorry. <laughs> but that's that what I was yours? thinking of, too. It no, wasn't Different Strokes. It was the it's Facts, facts of Life. It's because Mr. Drummond did a guest appearance with Arnold on the first pilot episode of Facts of Life. So it's confused. It's confusing. Are you serious? Yes, the first season had like... Eight girls and yeah. Molly Ringwald. She was a girl named Molly who played the ukulele. Yeah, I remember. Wow, that's like my favorite TV show of all time. Probably. I just totally life. ruined your song announcement. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> How did but Different you Strokes mine. start? How did it start? <laughs> I, for, I thought I was thinking of um, that show. Not. I, I, was, I know, but now so we have now to now think of Different, different strokes. strokes. All right, I don't know. I can't think of it. We'll give it a goog after this. I also like, give me a break, I sure deserve it, with Nell Carter. Remember yeah, give, give me, me a break. break. Yeah, Nell Carter, I sure deserve It's time I got my piece of the pie. All right, see, we're going to have to have a part two and continue yeah. this conversation. Because uh-huh. well, I really want to know the songs that you chose for your children. Mm, yes. Oh, I actually have playlists for all three of them. So separate. we're going to have to... But equal. <laughs> but Annabelle's the, holidays, the best. After maybe after the second location opens. And maybe after Heather's book tour, because she goes on book tour in yeah. uh, February. Month of February. Okay, yeah. well then we have to finish this conversation. Yeah. That was too much fun. Well, I mean, and we had to have to re- uh, bring up karaoke again. Yes, Revisit. we do. I was trying to the word. Revisit Listen, karaoke. I'm constantly looking for mine and yours karaoke duet. Okay. Like, I'm constantly thinking about it. It's weird how well, good. much I That's think about I, Well, then you should have more to present me with then. Okay. <laughs> where, where are my options? Uh, let's make a date. Let's make a date and I'll have options. Okay, because Highlander, um, I live so close to it now. I just love it. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say, too, um, the place that, wait, oh, wait, you filmed at Punchbowl, didn't you, with Whitney? Yes. So now it's called Flankers, but they do have the private karaoke rooms if we ever wanted to. I did not know that Flankers had private karaoke. Yes, they have private karaoke rooms. You know why I didn't know that? Because Tanisha flexes every time we're in Glam about how she goes to Flankers with all these guys and girls and has the best time ever and she probably left out that they had private karaoke because she doesn't want me crashing her flex at Flanker. (laughs) (laughs) Tanisha (laughs) underscore Styles, I hope your DMs are flooded with flex from Flanker. I just feel like though in a private karaoke room we could really let loose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like without... if it was just like us and it would be so fun. Um, Maybe we could get Hunter us. to sing. Let's do that. Yeah, Hunter, you gotta get or at least wear the gold shorts. Everybody helps. Everybody helps. Count us in. Everyone must assist. Well, I just I could not thank you both enough again just for being our friends and spending your time with us today, inviting us into your homes and your lives. Like we're really blessed to have you, and we're so thankful that you were our hundredth episode and that we got to be with you today. Oh, thank you so much. It's a full honor, even if it is just fake for TV. <laughs> I've enjoyed the hundred episodes that we've listened and been your fans as well. Yes, it's quid pro quo. 
absolutely enriched our lives and we are so grateful for absolutely. your friendships. Oh, yeah. You. And maybe part two will be a Live Love Lab episode and then Yes, there we go. Yeah, yes. to be so. continued on episode <laughs> Let's 80. Let's have some crossover. You, you were going to have music therapy episodes. Oh, that's I true. I know, yes, yes. But we need to have a crossover for Drether Hardenwood, yes. Live Love Lab, and then Blow Deck. And then Yes, Housewives. oh, Below Deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I got stories to night. tell. We got questions to ask. Well, a lot yeah. of ba bumps. They kept adding me to like have these like obnoxious one-liners. Uh, little do they know that's all I do are obnoxious one-liners. <laughs> I don't even participate. I speak in one-liners. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> all right. We're going to let you all get back to your busy lives. Yes. Okay. So much. We love you. Happy love holidays. Guys. Merry Christmas. Merry when does this air? Tomorrow. 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 I love you. Tomorrow. You're only a day away. All right, everybody. Get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, love you, bye.